Yeah, so so the the final cliffhanger, you know, the the very last thing that happens in the you know Star Wars: The Force Awakens, is uh, Ray holds out that original Anakin Skywalker lightsaber. He she holds it out to Luke, you know, and he's just standing there going nothing, you know, just looking at it. Did you find a hand attached to that? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he kept staring. He was looking for it. Uh, you, you, you forgot something. <laughs> can, you, so, can you go back and look through was, that box it, again? Yeah, you can go look through that box. Go look through that box. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthly language into thrust. As you kneel before Isaiah, when Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Spoiler alert, you're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 16, Episode 23, Indian Superman Cliffhanger Show. This was recorded April the 6th, 2016. This episode, Kevin, Mike, Brittany, and Kate are all recorded via Skype. Topics include cliffhangers, but specifically Empire Strikes Back, The Walking Dead, 112263, Game of Thrones, Terriers, Halo, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, and everything geek pop culture. Without further delay, let's go ahead and get started with episode 23, Indian Superman Cliffhanger Show. Hello again and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 16, Episode 23. I'm your host, Kevin Swan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Mike Lunsford. Good evening, everybody. And back once again, we've got Caitlin. Hi, everyone. And back once again, we've got Brittany. Hello. Hey, all right. So, uh, this week, you know, this week, listeners, we, you know, we've just had the, the Walking Dead season six finale and everybody's mind was blown for good, for, for better or for worse, uh, for, for, for bad or for worse, uh, some might argue. And, um, uh, so we thought, you know, when it comes to cliffhangers and, and I don't want to spoil you hard out of the gate and we'll probably talk about that really soon by the way just in case you haven't seen the season six uh, finale um but uh there is a tremendous cliffhanger and we thought well you know what we there there have been quite a few cliffhangers that have affected us in in uh geek pop culture media whether it be uh other television shows or comics or games or or movies um so uh so that's kind of what we thought we would discuss today so, Mike. Yes. You're new. You're new to the Walking Dead, and, and here, by the way, is where we transition into a little bit of Walking Dead. Okay. Um, you're new to the Walking Dead, but you have absorbed all of it, uh, you know, over the course of this season, basically. Yeah. In in the one, entire from yeah, in the last six months, I've managed to watch all of it, and yeah, I gotta say, let me let me just say that I now feel the pain of anybody who's been a long-term fan of the show, because if this is the kind of bullshit that they pull with their cliffhangers, <laughs> then fuck this show. Because before it was like, it was like a cliffhanger was like 20 seconds. It was like the episode ends. And I was like, wow, that was really dramatic. And then Netflix is like, do you want to watch the next episode? And I was like, hell yeah. So 
it's it's a completely different perspective that I have now because like fuck this show, man. Like I could have not watched that episode and I would have known the exact same information that I knew. Nothing was different. Like what would I have missed? Oh, Abraham gave um Eugene a hug. Man, I'm really glad I watched that episode. <laughs> like like the the fucking comedian from uh from uh, Watchmen. Well, she comes out yeah, he comes out with a with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire and he wore a leather jacket and he said a bunch of pretty words. Like it just it was so anticlimactic and it was so it's such a cash grab. It's like they know they know that we're all crack addicts for this show. And they give us just enough crack to keep us going until the next season. So that by the time season seven rolls around, we're all like twitching and, and scratching. We're like, hey, man, come on. You got any more? You got any more? I don't even care if it's like five seconds to Daryl. Just give me something. Like, it's just, it's so, <laughs> I'm not, if this is what television is now, man, fuck this noise. Like, I might just go, <laughs> I might just go back to watching reruns of Friends and shit. Because this is like, it That's wasn't even. That's what I've been doing. No, go ahead, Kate. You're good. <laughs> No, I was just saying that's literally what I've been doing. Like, I had never watched Friends ever, and I'm now on, let's see, TV right now says season eight, episode ten. So I've made it. I've I've made it through a lot. I've I've not paid attention to some of them because I've just been working and doing something else. But like, I can now say that I'm watching Friends, and I super enjoy it. Yeah. Wow. And now you can get jokes about friends too. That that's in, that's important. Exactly. And I never knew how many jokes stemmed from friends that like literally all of my friends do and I'm like, "Oh ha ha, that's kind of funny." Like just never originated and now I feel like a complete idiot. You know what's really funny about all this though too is I was in doing some research for this uh, episode that we're doing tonight. I looked into shows that had cliffhangers and friends did like four of them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. They did do that. And they were all really good. Like, it was the one where it was like, I want to say it was like season two. So, like, there's the whole, like, Ross and Rachel. Will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? And Ross gets Rachel yep. this really, really, really nice birthday present. And he has to leave to go to fucking yep. China. Pin. Yeah, the pin. Yeah, exactly, the pin. And he leaves to go to China. And Rachel's like, oh, my God, I'm going to go see if I can catch him at the airport. And she can't catch him at the airport, so she has to wait. And that was the season finale. And you were like, yep. oh, shit, what's going to happen when he comes back from China? And it turns out he brought that Julie girl back. So, like, and they did they did it again when, um, I guess she was pregnant, but we didn't know who was pregnant and who was the father. Like, they, they masterfully did the cliffhanger. Like, it's fucked up that you'd have to say, like, you'd have to bring writers from Friends on to The Walking Dead in order to get to give them a clue of what a cliffhanger should be like. I'm just picturing the characters from Friends now on Walking Dead, like... <laughs> What about uh, the Ross's wedding? Oh, yeah. yeah. I I mean, that was a huge season cliffhanger. Yeah, and by the way, okay, like retrospectively now, looking back on this show, Rachel was a cunt because she ruined everything. She was such a (laughs) selfish bitch. Like, she just did whatever she wanted. She fucked with people's lives. She ruined marriages. And and who the hell cares? Because it's Rachel. I'm Rachel Green. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Like... She just, she shit on everyone's heart on a regular basis, and no one cares, because she's cute, and she didn't wear a bra half the time. So, like, it was okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's Rachel. <laughs> Fucking Rachel. God damn it. Uh, I've only, yeah, 
I can't exactly participate. I mean, I've watched you know a handful of episodes, maybe I don't know, fifteen episodes or something over the course of the what ten seasons or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's nine yeah. or ten. I'm in and the so, same boat. Yeah, so I'm just like, I have watched you know, and then I've watched you know lots of little little of episodes, but you know, it's like mm, I've never really got into it where I'm like, oh, I must continue this story because the the narrative I, I like I like the jokes they had some great writers when it came to the the jokes but oh yeah you know it was much like I feel the same way about friends as I do family guy where it's like individually the jokes are great but as as a narrative I just don't care I I can understand yeah that. yeah I mean that make that makes sense but like it, I'm the right age range for that like I was in middle school slash high school when that show came out so like I was there like target market essentially. I mean, they're going for eighteen to thirty-five, but like it ends up being way more popular. Well, as, as was. Oh, I I would like to think that I was as well because I mean I was like you know late late twenties you know early thirties while it was on right. Yeah. So the big I difference think. with that though is is like me, I had to stay home and watch TV because I couldn't fucking do anything else. You on the other hand, you could go out and you could drink, you could party. Like you had a life. I was like. <laughs> Your curfew's eight o'clock. Fuck. Let me go home and watch Friends. Like that. That was my. Those were my choices. It was like let's play. For, let's uh, let's watch Friends and let's play uh, X Men on the Sega Genesis. Like that was that was my life. Like that's. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sega Genesis X Men was great. Yeah, that was that was my jam. I think if if I could did, have one system back. Did you know that the, the way to get uh, you know the the secret way to get. The, the uh, mojo boss. <laughs> Are you ready for this shit? I actually talked about what? this on a, on a GGR pirate radio podcast, but I'll I'll, I'll in, let everybody listen here. You don't have to go digging through our archives to find this. When I was a kid, I asked my mom if I could call the one nine hundred number that was on the back of the instruction manual to figure out how to beat that mojo level, right? And she was like, "Absolutely not." So I waited till she went to work, and I did it anyways <laughs> uh, because I was an asshole. And like the dude was like, "You hit reset on oh. your Sega." And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you just push reset. Don't push it down hard. Just push it once. I was like, that's how you reset the computer in the danger room is by hitting reset. And he's like, yeah, it makes you feel stupid, doesn't it? And I was like, a little bit, yeah. And he's like, you didn't get permission from your parents, <laughs> did you? And I was like, no. And he was like, sorry, man. And just hangs up the phone. It was totally <laughs> worth it, though, because I was able to beat the game. But, like... Oh, that's not even the way I met. There's a, there's a, you, you uh, switch to Nightcrawler and teleport diagonally downward, and you, you skip the entire level. Oh well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you, you teleport like you get to the, to the, to the uh, right bottom of that, of that screen. Yeah. And then you teleport toward right bottom, and you end up in an entirely different level. Oh well. I had, yeah. to cl- I had to clean out the gutters um, for that, so I could have just, just skipped <laughs> that earn level. earn that number money back? Well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. No regrets. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so what, what else did we have? came up with some with a bunch of oh, other yeah. cliffhangers Yeah, we well. did. We came up with a ton of cliffhangers. Uh, one of my favorite Empire Strike Back... Oh yeah, Empire Strikes Back by far was like the, just the tits when it came to a cliffhanger because fucking Luke's hands get chopped off. You find out that Vader is his father. Han gets frozen in carbonite, and then you're like, well, shit. Now we got to go get him. So you've got all of these things swirling around. You're like, well, are they? It, well, Leia loves him. Are, are they going to have a relationship? Well, what about Luke? Because we didn't know that Luke and Leia were brother and sister yet. Like 
there's a lot of shit left on the table for that one. And they, I really think that's like one of the first movies, I mean, that I can think of that really did something like that, that left people waiting. I mean, I'm sure like back in the like 40s and 50s when they had all those those pulp serial shows. Yeah, that, that, that was kind of like the par for the course. But I mean, for, for us who are not 80 and 90 years old, that was kind of our our first really glance into it. Sure. But um, another I one... Really, um, I'm sorry, Brittany, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead, Brett. Oh, I was going to say, I, I appreciate that as a really good cliffhanger because I think a, a good cliffhanger gives you a lot of new information that kind of is cathartic in a way where you're like, oh, wow, that's a really cool thing. But then yeah. there's still enough questions for you to give a shit about watching the next one. Exactly. Um, a bad cliffhanger is just like, here's a bunch of questions. We didn't give you anything, but just trust us. Yeah. Um, so whereas, and that's what the so Walking J.J. Like, Abrams ah, sort of you thing. You get all that. Yeah. Exactly. We're, so, you know, <laughs> oh, it's his father. What does that mean for the the you know the next movie is he is he so. telling the truth is he lying like yeah exactly right. like, there's yeah there's so much and that's i think that's where the walking dead really really kind of failed all of us is that the whole episode okay there's the thing with um, and again you know we said at the beginning of the podcast spoiler alert there's that thing in the beginning with abraham not abraham i'm sorry with morgan uh chasing after uh carol and then there's that which you kind of get some resolution there a little bit but for the yeah. most part, it's just them driving around in the RV back and forth, trying to find a way to get somewhere, and they can't get anywhere. And I, if I wanted to see that, I would go rent that horrible Robin Williams movie, RV, because it did essentially <laughs> the same thing, only no zombies. And there really weren't even any, that many zombies either. Like, it's... We knew that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to be Negan. We knew that he was going to show up this episode, because they've been cock-teasing us this entire season with that. We finally see yeah. him. He's in the last, like what 15 minutes of the episode and then we never we don't actually find out anything other right than, so in the comics yeah. in, in in the comics by the way uh listeners uh this is this is a spoiler for issue 100 of the comics um the uh so in this is what happens with with negan you know he goes and and uh captures a bunch of the uh of, of our heroes um, and you know, does the eeny meeny miny mo thing just like he does in the the comics? Oh, and by the way, he's you know every other word out of his mouth is fuck in the comics. But uh, you know, even though this is cable TV and uh, AMC can do whatever the hell they want, they still are beholden to the people who are buying ads, and so they don't want to piss their their advertisers off. Um, so you know, and, and that's a you know, and that's the case. I know you and by the way, Mike and and uh, you and what's his name, Steve. Uh, we're talking on on your other show um, about uh, you know what are the rules? Well, really, when it comes to non-broadcast television, pe- they can people can do whatever they whatever they want at any time. It's just it comes down to, to you know it doesn't have to do with time of day. Yeah. It's you know AMC is not a broadcast station, so that you know it it uh, at noon they can they can have you know hardcore porn if, they, if that's what they decided to do. Now, obviously, that's gonna you know hose their. Uh, uh, their demographic and you know people aren't going to buy ads with them anymore. What does that change that the happens. definition of Mad Men though? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, that, that's, um, I'm glad you answered that though, because honestly, I just thought it was a time thing. Like they were afraid. No, it, the, the FCC does not control cable. The okay. Cable is 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 self-governed. Oh, okay. And wow. so, 
and so and, and so the, it's it's really it, it's not a, uh, uh, a a governed thing. It is uh, it's an agreement be- between a, a a channel and their subscribers. It's basically a sales thing more than anything else. They're like, okay, you know, what you want are these type of people. So this this is a type of programming we're going to give you. Yeah, and so. You know, and it and it's you know somewhat by channel and it's somewhat by time, but you know it's it's again just uh, their agreement with their advertisers. Anyway, well, I'm, uh, well thank you for enlightening. Yeah, sure, no that. problem. Yeah. Um, well, there was a point that I was getting to. Yeah. So anyway, so he says fuck a lot. He says you know it's just fucking fucking fuck fuck. You know he sounds like me when I'm frustrated, um, and. But he's like super like smiley about it and you know creepy as shit. Um, oh, and by the way, speaking of uh, uh, our special guest that uh, we're gonna have on soon, EJ Scott just messaged me and said uh, that uh, you know we'll do next time. He's he got busy. So uh, EJ Scott, who has been on the show before, uh, the uh, the real life boyfriend of Karen Page, aka Deborah Ann Wool, will be back on the show soon uh maybe even next week i'm actually really looking forward uh, to that i read up on him and he's a he's a really interesting dude isn't he yeah, yeah he's really cool um yeah go back and listen to our uh, former podcast with him it was uh i want to say his uh, season 12 episode early season 12 um anyway um so what happens in, in the in the comics in issue 100 is uh, uh glenn uh gets his head bashed in with with negan's bat um and so people are wondering is that what happens here or is it going to be a different character because you know as we have seen this entire show this all all seven seasons is you know people this isn't following the comics people the the different people die in different orders and you know some people live and some people never die that you know died early on yeah didn't rick like lose his hand or something in the comics yeah Yeah. okay early on early on that happened and like, um, fuck, what's her name? Um, the blonde chick that was banging the governor, um, Andrea. Andrea. Yeah, Andrea died Andrea. early in this in the series, but like in the comic books, she's still alive, isn't she? Yeah, in the comic books, she is the one who is hooked up with Rick. Yeah. she is. She is Carl's stepmother. She's now. essentially. She's essentially like, from from what I've gathered, like she is kind of the Andrea character. Kind of got split, and when she died, Michonne kind of took over for what was. Andrea's part in the comic book, it right? Seems. And it's actually it, it's yeah, it's kind of split in between uh, Michonne and um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the, uh, the the new sharpshooter because that was Andrea's role. She was the sharpshooter. Yeah, she, she was, was the, the uh, yeah. She was the sniper. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta say though, like for me, and and, and I I promised Ben, uh, zombie Ben, who's who can't be on the podcast tonight. Um, we did so much Star Trek shit for the Star Trek 50th anniversary that we are, we are just Star Trek out. And I told him, I was like, after tonight, we're not talking Star Trek. Um, so I'm actually going to amend that. So after tonight, I'm not going to talk Star <laughs> Trek anymore because I got, I got to say by far, one of the greatest cliffhangers I've ever seen in my life was the best of both worlds. Part one. It was the season, yeah. season three or season four finale of Star Trek, the next generation where captain Sean Luke Picard gets, captured and assimilated by the Borg. I am Locutus, a Borg. Resistance is futile. Your life as it has been 
is over. From this time forward, you will service us. And the end of the episode is him in full Borg assimilation piece talking to the crew of the Enterprise saying that they need to lower their shields and surrender their ship. And you're just like, oh my God. Like that was, you want to talk about like leaving you like desperately waiting for that next season, man. That was, that was like the longest summer ever. Like, cause I, I remember being a kid and like talking to my other nerd friends and like, what do you think's going to happen? You think he's going to die? Do you think they're going to get him back? Oh no. Once you're a Borg, you can't come back from the end of the Borg. Like it was just, it was, it was insanity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, what what other ones? What other ones were you thinking? Because like, I know, Brittany, I know you're a Game of Thrones fan. I haven't watched any of that show yet. I mean, is that show the same where it's just like cliffhangers or just like vicious? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I you know, I'm in. I don't. I don't watch The Walking Dead, so I've been kind of trying to think ahead of what other things to talk about. But yep. yeah, Game of Thrones. It's like every every season finale is just your brain hurts yeah i mean it's a little different for me because for the most part a lot of it follows the books which i have read and so a lot of the a lot of it for me is very cathartic because you get to something and you're like oh my god i've been waiting in the entire season for this to happen (laughs) um but this last season was pretty it it is. I am definitely looking forward to it coming back because, basically, in most of the storylines, they're caught up to where the books have ended. Yeah, that's and what I was so, gonna yeah. yeah, so I everybody asks me, so such and such, does this person live? Does this person die? Where's this person? And I'm like, I honestly have no idea because <laughs> George R. R. Martin hasn't written it yet, and now I'm actually really interested to see how. <laughs> Now it diverges so much how the books and the show are going to be even more different. All right, so are you saying to us that you know nothing about Jon Snow? (laughs) That that is exactly what I'm saying. I have my own theories, just as everybody else does, but I have no literature backing to support my ideas. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I got to assume that the dude's going to come back, or at least the actor is going to come back in one, one form or another, whether Jon Snow lives or, you know, he's a zombie or, or you know, something. He's a, he's a force ghost and, you know, he's going to show up next to Obi-Wan. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, one of these things is going to happen. Kevin. I'm a walker. Oh, he'll be a walker. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Well, there, there's a character in the books that I wish they'd had in the movies. Or the show, um, Caitlin. Yeah. Not not this one, but like the the return of Caitlin Star. Oh, <laughs> I was like what? 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 Yes. What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I panicked. I panicked. What did I do? And, <laughs> and I always read it as Caitlin, so that's kind of. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Is that her? Is is she? Is she Caitlin? Anyway, um, Kevin. Yeah, Mama Mama Stark. Is 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 that is that the character you were referring to? Um, there was actually no. There, there was a character that was introduced actually pretty early on with, with um, Bran and all of them north of the wall that seemed like he was a bad what like Walker, but was actually helping them. 
And it's never revealed in the book who that guy is. But I think it was their uncle um, who had disappeared as a ranger. Um, And so if Jon Snow were to become a type of walker or something like that, there would likely be something maybe in the Stark line that when they die that close to the wall, maybe they're strong enough to not become a dick. I don't know. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. I've never even heard any of that. So, so Brittany just told me, listeners, that because uh, I have still, I'm, I'm a lazy Harry Potter person. I'm not really a Harry Potter. You know, I've, I've watched the first five movies, and I, she just, she just blew my mind. Spoilers for, for a movie and book series that's, that's been over for, for quite some time. But she told me that, that Snape killing Dumbledore wasn't a bad thing. It was, it was to save more lives. And I was, was like, what? Yes, it was to prevent Draco from having to do it. <sighs> and, and corrupting Draco. Yes. Well, fuck that little guy anyway. He's, he's, uh, he seems to be a real shithead. <laughs> he is. He is a shithead, but only because his daddy's a shithead. Oh. So, so, the, so. so the shit travels downhill? <laughs> the, the, uh, shit, the shit apple doesn't fall far from the shit tree. Gotcha, All right. Gotcha. So, uh, so Mike, it sounded like uh, we we ran over some other um, cliffhanger have, that you were going for. Well, I got a couple, but more importantly, I had this awesome segue because Brittany was talking about how the books are really not even a good indication of what the series is going to be like. I know that you were on a tear and you watched like six or seven episodes of eleven twenty two sixty three. Did you finish it? I finished it while driving home today. Okay, so then we can talk about this because I'm so ex- I'm so happy. You're like the third person that I know that I can talk to about this, and more importantly, you're Kevin. So I I, I trust and value your opinion. I'm super excited. Okay, so you didn't read the book, so but you saw the series. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I I asked you just last night. Yeah. I was like, doesn't he go home and reset things? Because it seems like, you know, he early on, he fucks some shit up, and he should he just go back and reset things. He should. But yeah. he doesn't. No. He should have. Why? Why You're wouldn't absolutely it? right. In the book, he does. In the book, it's oh. not 1960 that he goes back to. It's 1958. So the book actually gives him way more time. But also, too, in the Crap, book. what a hassle that would be. Okay, so in the book. Um, what do you does he recover? Doing? I mean, does he does he age? Does it, so so he's going and he gets all the way to nineteen sixty, or he gets all the way to to nineteen sixty three. When he gets back, is he five years or or yeah. whatever older? Yeah, he is. Yeah. What what ends Shit. up happening is is like so he goes back and he tries to save um, the janitor's life, like save his family's life. Remember the janitor? Yeah. So what ends up happening is he goes back, he goes to Kentucky, he goes to save them, and he fucks up. And one of the, the like the younger brother gets killed, but he saves the older brother and he saves the uh, the sister. Right? What ends up happening is he goes back to check on his progress. He was like, all right, well let me go back to the past and see if that worked. He goes back and, and he, he sees that it actually did in fact work. He ends up calling um, the janitor's sister. Because he finds her in the in the phone book, right? He calls her and he's just yeah. like, "Oh, hey, I'm a family friend of your brother. Where is he? Well, he died in Vietnam." 
And he goes, what? And she goes, your voice sounds really familiar. You sound like the guy who came and saved us from our drunken father's rage beating. But you sound like you're the same age as when it happened. You would be 90 years old. Who the hell is this? And he hangs up the phone. And it's, they didn't put it in the series, but it was one of my favorite scenes in the book. He's like so like time fucked basically by what just happened. He goes and he like sits in the shower and just screams because he's like, what the, oh my God. Like, I don't know how to fix, there's no way to fix this. Time fucks you no matter what. So he ends up going back again, yeah. and the second time around, what he does is to eliminate the father from the picture so that um, his janitor friend lives. He just like walks up behind the father and just blows his fucking brains out. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's it's really anticlimactic, but at the same time, he also had this massive struggle with him once before. Goes back, resets the timeline, goes forward, sees the guy like just walking towards the cemetery and blows his fucking brains out. And it's it's kind of funny in a dark, twisted Stephen King sort of way. But like, well, it seems it, it seems like that's what you would want to do is just like, okay, you get all the way there, you yeah. figure everything out, you you do all of your uh, uh, your investigation, and you don't engage anybody at all. You you know, if anybody engages you, you're just like, just kidding. Oh, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. See you later, and you just back the fuck off, <laughs> and you go and reset. And then once you've reset, once you once you've found that yes, this is a you know a bad motherfucker, or yes, it is you know uh, uh, you know who you know who was involved in the conspiracy or, you know, yes, I need to kill this particular person. Then you go and reset and then you just go and assassinate them just when no one could know that you had anything to do with them. Yeah, absolutely. But you also got to think though, too, this book was 1800 pages. Holy fuck. Yeah. It was a long book and it's, it's one of those books though, that like once you get started, you're sucked into it. Like I, I powered through that in like 10 days. Like, I I mean, like, while I was at work, between, like, doing things, I was just reading every single chance that I got because it was just so wow. engrossing. And there was so much more detail, and there were so many things that were different about this. But a good buddy of mine, uh, his name is Matt Irwin. Um, I'll give him a shout-out here. He's a big Stephen, King's, uh, Stephen King fan, too. And we discussed it, and we both agreed that, like, for having something that was so vastly different from its source material, but it got the heart and soul of the book correct. Like it nailed it. The same feelings, the same, like that same, like when when he's, when he's there at the end and he's like, I saved Kennedy, but Oh, spoiler alerts. Um, (laughs) I saved Kennedy, but Sadie's dead. And you could just look on his face and you could tell that he didn't fucking care. He'd rather have Sadie back. Like that was portrayed perfectly. And like that scene at the end where he goes, to Texas and she's like 80 years old and he like dances with her. That was seen, yeah. that was line for line exactly way, the way it was in the book. And I'm so glad they ended it like that because that was a beautiful ending to that series. It was, it was phenomenal. And like, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just gushing like a little kid now talking about the book and the series, but I just, I was incredibly impressed just overall. Everything was done the way so... you wanted to. So speaking of uh, Stephen King fans and speaking of, uh, well, the opposite of a, a ridiculously long Stephen King novel, um, you know, so, so this guy who, uh, who played Harry Dunning, um, Leon Rippey, um, the, the guy who played the, uh, the, the janitor, yeah. um, he is obviously a uh, Stephen King fan because he has been in a ton of Stephen King movies, yeah. um, including um, the original... Um, uh, trucks, uh, maximum overdrive no from shit. 1986. No shit, Are you he serious? was in that. That's yeah, awesome. he's in Firestarter. 
Ooh, that's um, a good one too. Yeah, he's in. Uh, what else is he in? Oh God, he's he's in the hot spot. I love the hot spot. It's such a dirty, awful movie that I just love it. <laughs> um, uh, he was the general in the original uh, Stargate movie. Yeah. Um, he was. Uh, God, what else was that guy in? Um, and then he, you know, he he was a, a an ongoing in. Uh, or a returning character in Leverage. If you guys watch Leverage, did you did you catch that? That's did a you, pretty awesome show. Did you catch when they were running up the stairwell in the Texas Book Depository that Red Rum was written uh, on the wall? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah. Oh, and then like, of course another Stephen King thing. He was in Under the Dome, which that was that was a Stephen King as well, right? Yeah, that it was, and and actually. This series, eleven twenty two sixty three, has garnered a lot of comparison to Under the Dome because they're saying that this is the yin to the Under the Dome's yang. That Under the Dome was a horrible adaptation, and this one was fantastic. Like, if you want to see a bad one, watch Under the Dome. If you want to see a good one, watch this one. Watch eleven twenty. See, the thing is, when it when it comes to Stephen King stuff, some of his some of his premises are just so, you know, there there's. There's so much stuff that is so cheesy, like you know, yeah. like I was complaining to you earlier today, where, where uh, I'm not even talking about a premise, but like uh, the the way this the, the the scene plays out, where where you've got in eleven twenty two sixty three, you've got, you know, what's his name, the James Franco character, you know, in a in a in a tense moment, being being held at gunpoint, and the yeah. guy with the gun put the gun away and he's got the he's got a pitcher of bleach and a glass of bleach in each of his hands like well he's not holding a gun anymore now is the time to rush him hello yeah um you know because otherwise he's gonna hold a gun on you again and you don't know if you're gonna get another chance so why wouldn't you attack him at this point yeah and i gotta give credit to um that actor too the actor who played sadie's uh, ex-husband um i can't remember his name but he was creepy on... yeah he was he was the dude on um, Grey's Anatomy. He was one of the doctors on Grey's Anatomy who... Oh. He was the one that caused all the ruckus because he um, he's gay and I guess um, the black doctor said something really, really derogatory, derogatory about him on set and everybody was just like, well, you can't say that sort of thing. And he's like, I'm not even saying that he's, you know, that. I'm saying that he's a horrible actor and like... I had, I had always thought that, <laughs> he too. He just made it worse. He just yeah. made it worse. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I never really liked the guy. But this time around, damn, he was creepy. Like, he played that role just dead on. Like, it was just frightening and weird and just made you feel uncomfortable when he was around with his creepy way that he talked. And, like, yeah, I just, I, I didn't find, the only thing I didn't really like, Bill, Bill's character, there was no Bill in the book. Really? Yeah, Bill was Bill was like a he was there to tr- he like tried to stop Jake from killing um, Harry's father because okay and that part was the same where I you know if anybody's gonna kill him it's me because he killed my my sister years ago yeah. but after that that's it he's gone we never see him again that whole coming with him to Texas thing that was all for the series. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like hesitant. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if I like this, but it worked. And I was okay with it for the most part. I mean, I was a little, it didn't really make sense why they had to do it that way. Why you had to bring Bill with you. And then you had to have Bill try to bang um, Lee Harvey Oswald's wife. Like it was, 
Right. It, it was fucking weird, and the whole, like, mental mental institution thing, that was strange, too. This seemed very out of character for Jake, but it also makes sense, too, because he was desperate, and he was there to stop the Kennedy assassination, and he would go to whatever means it was to stop it. And I think that was the point, yeah. was to, to prove that. And in the end, I, I thought it was it was handled well. Um, I liked the actor who played Bill, but, man, he was a fucking idiot. Like... <laughs> like he just placing bets everywhere and like basically got Jake like fucked up by the beat uh, up. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he got him. Yeah. Got him beat up by the mafia. Like it was, Oh Jesus fucking bill. Yeah. Fucking bill. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that was that pretty good mini series. And I, yeah. it was a nice little thing where it was like, Oh, you know, you're, you've, you've adapted it and you're done and we don't have to worry about it anymore. I know. And there's no season two. I'm so glad of that. Cause I saw, eight episodes and I was like and I was reading through the synopsis like when it first came out I was reading through it and I was like oh shit are they gonna be able to finish this in eight episodes and they did right and I was like all right good I we're not gonna have to worry about some forced like cliffhanger and like added scenes and stuff like that. it was it was good yeah that they they tied it up in a nice neat little bow and just and just ended it there because it, it would have been I'm, I'm just glad that they didn't do it because I mean J.J. Abrams has a habit of doing that with like uh Jeez, started with Alias. Alias, he did that. Um, Lost, he did that. Um, Lost should have ended like two seasons before it did. So, uh, I, you know what? I was I was the guy that was happy with the way Lost ended because yeah. I I don't know how they could have ended it otherwise. I mean, I you know it, there wasn't go, there wasn't any where to turn that was going to be any better than that. Yeah. Um, it might have been worse, but it, it, yeah. was there any way that they could have ended it that would have been better? I don't think so. It was just such a cop out though, because it's like. It's like there's three things that you can use if you don't have an ending for something. Um, aliens, it was all a dream, or they're all dead. And, like, he used number three. Yeah. Was, oh, there, it turns out they're all dead. Like, it was it was just yeah. like... It, it was the thing that they didn't choose at the beginning. Yeah. And also, too, yeah. though, I got to say, that show, you want to talk about good cliffhangers, man. I want to say it was season yeah. one going into season two where... I can't remember who it was. It Jack that was like freaking out and banging on the hatch door, and then all of a sudden that light turned on. Like, yeah, was that yeah. season two? No, uh, I think that was yeah. season, that was season one, right? No, it, it might have been season one or season two because there was that one, and then there was also the one where they had the yeah, um, was the, yeah, yeah, Exodus Part Two. That's when they go and and blow blow the door off the hatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also the thing with um, they had the walkie talkies. And you, you found out mm-hmm. about the others. I don't know if that was a, oh, yeah. a season finale. But then there was the one season finale where, like, everything was going on. Like, that, that girl Penny was looking for, um, was looking for, um, God, what's his name? What's the British guy's name that could, uh, that could travel through time? And he was always like, see you in another life, brother. Um, <laughs> crap, what was that guy's Yeah, name? I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, was it Dominic? No, no, that's the, that's the other act. Desmond. Des, thank you, Desmond. Yeah, when Penny was looking for Desmond, and the Hobbit got trapped in that little thing, and the water was filling up, and he wrote, "It's not Penny's boat" on his hand, like, and then it yeah. turned out that that episode ended in the future. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, that was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They they tried all the tricks and just kind of said, "All right, let's let's go and put everything into this. All the time travel yeah. and." you know, different dimensions and we're going to put everything into this show and leave nothing out. Mysticism and religion and, you know, all of it, high technology, everything. I care what it is. Now you guys are doctors. About the only thing they didn't put in there was aliens. (laughs) 
Now, you guys are Doctor Who fans. I'm not really much on that. Is Doctor Who, do they do cliffhangers? Do they, like, do they do that kind of stuff where they fuck with you? <laughs> or, like, is it just pretty straightforward? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's All of the time. I was just going to say, that's kind they of like do the, it like of the show. Season. Yeah, they yes. do it mid-season. Not just at the end of seasons. There's yeah, well, so this, many this past season. Disputes. This past season was all two-parters, except for one. Yeah. One was a three-parter, right? And so every, you know, every other episode, it was like, you know, it was like 1966 Batman. Only there were actual stakes, you know. <laughs> you know, we weren't we weren't expecting them to pull out the, uh, you know, the the bat uh, repulsing, whatever our problem is spray. Um, I have that I have that sound effect going right now too. Like the. Will Batman arrive in time to disarm the bomb? Will the will the Joker will the Joker destroy City Hall? Will Catwoman finally find her kitty litter? Mm-hmm. Mm, will she? I hope so. Tune in next week. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, um, I gotta say too, there there have been some other ones that are really 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 good. Um, let's. Hey, let's talk about Daredevil. Let's talk about that friggin' cliffhanger they left let's us with. Let's talk about... Wait, are we yeah. talking about season two cliffhanger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. All right. I'm going to put earmuffs on. Okay. I'll, we'll message you when we're done. Okay. Mike? I, I'll just tune out. Okay. <laughs> you know what we'll, we'll do? Actually, here, here's what we can do instead. Um, Kevin? No, no, no. Talk about it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, we'll just message you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, will, we will message you. So, so Britt, uh, or B-Dazzle... Um, <laughs> I know that you were excited about this because you were the one that brought it up. Um, so go ahead. I mean, jump right into this. Um, were you excited I, about this? Were you kind of mad? Were you just wishing they'd wrap the whole thing up? Or No, I, I mean, I feel like, again, it's one of those things where there was just enough wrapped up and just enough like, yeah, that's super awesome. Like when you, I, I mean, spoilers did, eh. Um, when you actually see Punisher, like, in the whole thing, and he's, and he's, like, helping Daredevil, and, and, and Daredevil's like, all right, that's pretty legit. Um, and, um, but then you also have, like, it's not like anything that happened in the cliffhanger isn't something that you saw coming. Like a lot of it was already kind of foreshadowed. So when you see Elektra in that weird giant pot thing yeah you're kind of like okay i saw that coming but still like holy shit like how does that how does that process even work and 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 what's go- like there's still a lot of things that i'm looking forward to having answered in in oh, yeah. the next season um but there was enough where i didn't feel um disappointed that some like there was there were there wasn't enough wrapped up i didn't feel like there wasn't enough wrapped up i feel like I it wrapped up the good stuff there was like payoff for a lot of it and then yeah. other stuff it 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 didn't just it didn't just stop mid action and be like yeah. well tune in next week to you know that <laughs> <laughs> next <So>. year <laughs> yeah tune in next year or Hope whenever we get around to it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Um, wow, that was dark. Hope yeah. you're still around in 2017. I'm just saying, like, hope shit, you're not terminally ill because you're not going to see this again. I'm just saying, shit happens, you know. Like, let's message. Hope me. you're not dead. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that 
isn't that how you say goodbye to everybody when you leave? Like, all right, I hope I see you next time. Hope you're not dead between now and then. Like, you guys don't do that's, that. That's yeah. literally what I say every that's time. I was going to say you time. said that last night when we were leaving the Bungalow Ale House. I in never the, said that. The Bungalow Ale House in beautiful scenic Woodbridge, Virginia. Yeah, we got we to pimp them even though we're not uh, actually recording there. We're recording this uh, Wednesday April 6, 2016, um, and we're recording this via Skype this time. We have to pick um, them, though, because next week we're going to have the services of the very talented EK the DJ bringing his mixing board, so we've got to pimp them as hard as we can in hopes that they're going to let us use an electrical outlet. Well, frankly, we might be doing this again via Skype again if we've, if we've got EJ Scott joining us. Oh, yeah. And we've, yeah. Got, we've, we've got a bunch of people uh, kind of slowly queuing up to... Uh, to, to jump on the podcast, so we've they got. Hear you know, how, they hear how fucking awesome we are. Some of some of our uh, guests of old, and then some other people that we never quite got around to, who are uh, still you know kind of friends of the show. Um, so you will have uh, some some of these. Uh, uh, I don't want to say celebrity celebrities, but you know uh, people people of note, people you may have heard of. Um, and hey. uh, they'll be. Oh, let's put, we'll put. Are, are we done talking about Daredevil? Yeah, yeah I just, I just, I, I just, ask. I just messaged her. Yeah, we're good. Um, okay. <laughs> it's um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool that we're getting all these people, and that reminds me, I need to uh, text uh, Bree Sharp and see if she wants to hop on a podcast with us again too. Oh, right, and her as well. Yeah. And I was gonna, I was gonna say we could, we can have uh, Chris Notarelli on, which we, you know we've never had him on, and he used to do a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, he used to do a bunch of uh, fan films. There, you know, DC comic, excuse me, uh, DC Comics fan films, and uh, he did such a good job that DC shut him down. Wow! Uh, he got a cease and desist, and, and all of his stuff had to come down off of YouTube. You know, you're legit when you uh, get a cease and desist. I mean, yeah, you know, because if it was crappy, they wouldn't say that. But his his stuff, <laughs> like was, like like Indian Superman. <laughs> Like Indian Superman. Nobody cares about Indian Superman uh, teaming up with uh, Indian Spider-Woman. That is totally the name of this episode, by the way, too. Episode 23, uh. nobody cares about Indian Superman. Oh, poor Indian <laughs> Superman. Oh, he's so sad. So sad and smells What do like they call hair. that when they do the dance at the end? What's that called? There's a, there's a name for that. The dance at the end of a, of a, of a Bollywood uh, movie. All right, let's ask Google. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> she well, while you're while you're looking that up, uh, like since you guys posted that earlier, one of the cliffhanger things. Did you? Did anybody ever watch Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. like, total cliffhanger at the end with the baby in the red cape with the Superman symbol, and yeah. then just canceled. No big deal. And then nothing. No big deal. Oh, and speaking of, speaking of along those same lines. Um, talking about babies and superheroes, one of the big cliffhangers that never paid off was uh, was Mary Jane's baby. Um, that was just kind of that just kind of disappeared into nothing, and you're like, um, isn't there a spider baby somewhere <laughs> in the Marvel universe? You mean, just you mean, like <laughs> literally swept under the sofa somewhere, like uh, spider tot? Yeah, yeah. Like what? What exactly happened with that? I, I mean, I realize we've had some, you know, sweeping universal changes in in the Marvel universe, comics wise, 
uh, since then. But, you know, shouldn't that have been addressed in something? And we've got so many spider books now because, you know, frankly, you know, with the uh, the Spider-Verse um, crossover event and, and everything that's gone on since, you know, Marvel's selling a shit ton of uh, spider books, and now is the time to go back and, uh, and and revisit that and fix all the crap that Joe Quesada fucked up. Um, so Marvel, get on that! Come on, guys, it's it's time. It's time to uh, to clean up old messes. Um, and while you're at it, uh, I'm sure there are still some dangling plot threads from Chris Claremont from back in the day. Now, a lot of that, frankly, a lot of that's been clean, cleared up, but there's there's got to be something left. Um, oh, oh. Oh, oh, you got really excited about this, Kevin. And No, I didn't yeah. because the the answer is it's called The Dance at the End of the Bollywood Movies. Like there's no actual name for it. It's just <laughs> it's, and it's and maybe maybe I need to like go to like google.in or something like that and find the Indian version of Google because like everybody it's just if you saw the search results that I got, it was just like I all I could only hear the words in like a redneck voice. Hey, how come they always dancing at the end of them daggone Indian movies? Like that's all I could hear. <laughs> why are they always dancing? I don't get it. Why is there why is there a dance? I don't under I don't why, under, why is the men, why is the men wearing dresses too? How come they don't eat steaks? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I was really excited uh, about this, Kevin, because this is one of my favorite shows of all time. And The X Files? No. No, not the X Files. But that was That's that was, what a I was nice. Getting excited about. That was a nice attempt. Charles in charge of our days and our nights. Charles yeah. in charge of our lives. Um, so the one, the one, the one girl that he was babysitting or whatever, I wanted her in charge of me. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm about her age, so I, that's not as pervy as it sounds. Nicole Eggert, <laughs> who was later on Baywatch. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were you were from San Diego. And one of my favorite TV yeah. shows of all time is Terriers. Yeah. I loved that goddamn show. And I was so... So good. I was so crushed when they never got a season two. But you want to talk about a cliffhanger, man. Like, season one yeah. ended with the two of them... Like, Rick has to go to jail. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to take him to jail or are we going to run for it and go to Mexico? And it fades the dark before they decide, and you're like, "Oh, you gotta be fucking yeah. kidding me!" Like, oh. yeah, they just look at each other, and they're at the they're at a light. They had pulled off the freeway, yeah. and they're not near any prison because I know exactly where they're fucking where they're stopped at the light. Yeah, and then they're like, "But they're you know, but the, getting going straight would would take them back onto the freeway and you know south down to Mexico, and then turning would take them into Hillcrest, and it's a nice area. You you know you'd like it. There's it's a, it's kind of a, a gay area. It's nice, um, uh, but there's no there's no uh, prison over there. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the 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 point is that was such a good cliffhanger. They just kind of look at each other, and they clearly have made a decision and fade to black, or not even fade, cut to black. Yeah, and it's and, that oh that fucking show was so good like. <laughs> It was so good. It started off uh, so was... like it started off so like nonchalant and kind of like like campy, and you were just like, "Oh, this will be fun. This will be a fun romp with Donald Logue. and then it got really right? fucking dark at points and really serious, and you were like, "Damn, Shit. yeah, I know." Like, yeah, because like when you first were watching it, you're just like, "Oh, they they stole a dog, and oh, they're pretending to be a you know pool man. This is clever. Oh, this is fun." Yeah, and 
and, and those of us who are from there, I mean, because this is like, you know, that is like my town. That's, yeah. you know, that's, I, I, I've lived in, you know, what, three, four different addresses in that zip code. Yeah. Um, you know, and so every street, I know exactly where they're going. And, you know, and, and the interiors of the places are all right there in, in OB as well. Yeah, that was, and, you know, they're, yeah. they're local businesses. And it's funny, when that show was still on, um, I, I, I went out to San Diego for a, uh, for a convention, for a tech convention, and uh, one might say a boondoggle. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, uh, and I went around OB and went yeah. and did like a little Terrier's, uh, I, I took myself on a Terrier's tour and t- took photos at all the different places. Like there's a breakfast place where they have breakfast and there's a bar where they're at. And there's, you know, and I, you know, I went to, uh, what's his name, you know, Donald Logue's character's house yeah. and took pictures out in front of that. Oh, and... Um, and it was great, but the funny yeah. thing is, when you when you see a show like that and you see the the cuts, the edits, because of course yeah. you know they're not going to do it all in one in one take. They're not going to just go and say, "All right, we're going to go and have this conversation between two people, and we're going to have and we're going to shoot with two cameras simultaneously that somehow can't see each other, and it's all going to be in one take." No, they yeah. you know they, this is that. That's crazy talk. And so instead, they're gonna they're gonna shoot one way, and then they're gonna shoot the other way, and those those cuts aren't gonna line up, and those of us who know that fucking street, I mean, it is you know they're driving down Newport in the very first episode, and you know that's like the main street of Ocean Beach, and they they have them like pulling into a uh, you know uh, a parking lot, and then somehow turning the they're they're suddenly going the opposite way on the same street, and you're like, what are you doing? What what? Stop doing that! <laughs> But um, yeah, see, we don't we don't get that here because you can't do a whole movie in D.C. You just can't do it because, well, first off, traffic already sucks when they're not recording a movie. (laughs) But if they do record a movie, it's going to be miserable. And like you'll get like a scene where you're like, oh, cool. They're at the mall. Hey, look, there's the Washington Monument. Like there's nothing special about it because everybody's been to those places and they're so generic anyways. And then they're like, all yeah. of a sudden, they're in some mansion, and you're like, "Where the fuck's that mansion?" Like, it, it's it's right. sad. It's sad that the only movie that I can think of that actually was pretty legit to location wise was um, the movie Wedding Crashers with Vince Vaughn and um, Owen Wilson was done in Annapolis, and like everything is legit Annapolis. Like the houses, like everything was was pretty accurate. But and that's sad too. That like that. I mean, which is it's a funny-ass movie. I, I love that movie. But, like, it's – you don't get any cool action flicks or anything like that where they're actually in cities around here. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I would imagine. Like, um, like where, where where exactly is that scene with uh, with Nick Fury? It, it looks it looks like it's DC, but is it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they do, I mean the X-Files used to use Vancouver for DC all the time. Right? Yeah. The movie I'm thinking um, – Outbreak – where they go to like Fort Dietrich, yeah, in Frederick, yeah, and it's like this massive like compound, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, what is what yeah. is even happening? That's not Frederick. Yeah. I I grew up in Frederick. There the, the military base there is all brick buildings. What is this fortress exactly. of <laughs> yeah. stone? <laughs> or like another another really good example too is um in Die Hard Two. 
they were going to the airport and they went to Dulles and Dulles was all of a sudden in the middle of fucking DC. Like, what, no, <laughs> like Dullus is a good, like 30 miles away. What the hell are you guys doing? Like it's, they can't get DC right. And I understand why, like, is, is it sad that the only time that they've ever really gotten close to getting DC right was digitally in X-Men. Um, That's what I was going to say. Future Past. Yeah. When, yeah. when Magneto like picks up RFK and like just uses it as a shield. Like that was awesome. <laughs> um, let's let's yeah. talk like are there any other cliffhangers like series that and like it doesn't have to just be like a big dramatic cliffhanger it can be a series that you absolutely loved that never got another oh, well, season hey, or got cut off d- hey a, a perfect uh, a perfect example of this you know you talk talking about uh x-files you know before they always used to shoot in vancouver and they used that for dc well this time they didn't they actually shot in dc nice. and they uh you know they shot there on the uh the 395 as it goes across the river um, you know, right over by the Pentagon and, um, you know, as it goes by the, the Jefferson Memorial and that's the final scene. That's, that's where we get our cliffhanger, um, for the, uh, the, the season 10, right? Yeah. Season 10, uh, which was one that just happened, uh, 13 years later, however long it was later. Yeah. Um, and Oh. oh my God, they have to bring that back. Yeah, they have. Yeah, now the way that they ended it, I feel like the ending was like slightly forced. Like I feel like it was well, not maybe not forced, but rushed and forced. I think at the same time, like coming to you know where it ended. But like I am super excited to see it. They had yeah. to end it. They had to yeah. end it because Joel McHale has a very busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> he He's a busy he guy. Yeah, and you know, and and that's the thing. You know, I I didn't. I you know I. It, it's when it comes to something that's very important to me, like X Files. You know, it, I, I feel like it can't be rushed and forced. Yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, it's but you know, I I I am very eager to have it uh, come back. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and hopefully in uh, you know next season, uh, we can we can have uh, X Files once again. And then we'll and maybe Bree Sharp will do another uh, reboot of the song. <laughs> For every season, she just changes the lyrics just ever so slightly. There you go, um, Kate. Uh, since well, you're our, our you video game, I'm sorry. I said, where were you going with all that? Oh, because um, I wanted to segue here a little bit because I know we got Kate on, which we haven't had, seen her in a while. Um, for video games that have ridiculous cliffhangers, because right. I've got a couple in mind already, and uh. I wanted to see if you had any, Kate. Okay, hold on. Okay, yeah, let me think about this. You go first because oh, I was totally okay. prepared with with TV shows and movies. And now yeah. you're throwing me for a loop, and I have to think. So you ready? Are you I'll ready you for this first. one? Are you ready for this one? Because I'm gonna blow your mind. Go uh, for it. Ha- Halo Two. What? Wow, that was. Why did I think that that was the literally the first thing that came to my head? <laughs> it was like Halo. Because it should be. Um, <laughs> but all yeah, Halo Two like ends with it, I I don't even really remember. I just know that there was some garbage monster and. You had to leave Cortana there, and it was it was it was fucked up, and like it was gonna go from the Xbox to the Xbox 360. So you were like, I don't even know when the fuck I'm gonna get this game. It could be like a decade. I think it was like three years, but like it felt it felt like longer than that. Um, that one just like I remember launch day getting that game, and just like I think I turned off my cell phone, I unplugged my house phone, I was like, fuck this, I'm playing this game all the way through, and was 
was pretty happy with it because I mean you went from you got to dual wield for the first time ever um, in Halo 2 which was awesome um, but there were so many cool things that you could do online with it it was just overall a great game but the storyline was really really cool um, and especially to leave it on a cliffhanger to end up getting uh, closed out in Halo 3 um, but there's a company a video game company uh, called Bioware which I'm sure you guys are familiar with Bioware is infamous for doing cliffhangers or just like fucking with you like you'll get all the way through a game and then it turns out like one of the pe people in your team that's been like a trusted compatriot yeah they're a fucking traitor uh like dragon age for instance yep yeah oh my god yeah would you stop taking all my ideas okay that's it i'm done you can you can do everything else <laughs> no, no 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 go 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 continue but yes dragon age continue yeah i mean uh half-life too uh, yeah half uh-huh like Come they just, on. They, it, I really think that when they're programming these games, they're like, what can we do that will piss people off so much that they'll be like, God damn it, I got to get this next game. I don't care what happens. I have to play the next one. Like, it is, like, I, I don't even remember exactly all the details. All I remember in Dragon Age, and it was one of the expansions, if I, if I remember correctly, you, you get all the way through it, and it turns out that one of the dudes that you've been trusting the most, yeah, he's, his goal is just to fucking kill everybody. Like, it was, <laughs> you're like, what, wait, no, what, no, no, don't, oh, and you feel, you literally feel betrayed, you feel like, like a gut punch, you're like, what a dick, and like, they, they even did that with, um, with Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic, you're playing as this, uh, soldier who becomes a Jedi, and it turns out the whole time that you were actually a Sith Lord who was force mind wiped, and... Like, you were getting ready to take over the galaxy before they, like, stopped you and forced mind-wiped you and turned you into a Jedi. Wait, so which just, one was this? This is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, one of the best games of oh. all time. It's it's my favorite Jeez. video game of all time. It is, wow. It's an incredible story. In fact, like, the story, it came out at about the same time as Attack of the Clones. And, like, everybody was pissed that Attack of the Clones sucked so bad, but Knights of the Old Republic was better. They were like, why don't you just make that the movie? We would rather watch that anyways. And it was just, yeah, it was it was yeah. an incredible game. Um, I've got that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's there's a big one out there, but I'm I'm hoping Kate is reading my, my thoughts right now and that she's thinking the same oh, no. thing. Because well, I don't know, we were two for two. I can't be three for three. Like that would make me really creepy. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. I was thinking uh, one for me was Fable Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that wasn't mine, but that's a good one. Oh, yeah, so Fable 2, and then everybody, like, you know, that kind of just assumed, like, you're in the spire, like, after you have to make, like, the three big decisions, which, like, one of them would resurrect everyone, one of them gave you money, I forget what the last one was, um, but, like, you're in the spire, and then it's just, like, see you later, and then, you know, Fable 3 comes along, and it has nothing to do with Fable 2, and we're like, what? Like, now it just makes it a shitty ending, like... It was a cliffhanger, and then it just ended up being awful. Yeah. Um, okay, so you didn't... What you didn't... one were you thinking? Um, Mass Effect? Mass oh, Sandra played Mass Effect. Oh, Mass Effect 2. Okay, all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the, the table here. Okay, I'm going to paint the picture for yeah. you guys uh, since we're, we don't have video. Okay, so there's these things called the Reavers, right? And they're, they're fucked up. They want to destroy all of humanity. They want to destroy any living thing ever. Turns out one of the people, again, this is a common theme with Bioware, one of the people on your team is a fucking douchebag and is trying to help the Reavers get to Earth. 
You stop this person. That's not helpful. You, it's not at all. It's fucking, it's, it's weak, man. So you, you stop this person, right? And you're like, all right, hey, mission accomplished. Game over. High fives all around. Let's go get some Mountain Dew. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the Reavers are pulling into the soul system right now with targeting for Earth. And then that's the end of the game. What? Enjoy. Wait for Mass Effect 3. And you're like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, it's... <laughs> It's it's good shit. It's really really good. Um, not as good as Star Wars, but that's because I'm a Star Wars fanboy a little bit. Um, but I really 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 enjoyed Mass Effect, and the fact that like anytime you can play an RPG, and basically just like you can just make your player a player basically. Like you can just have him like talk to every chick and just be like, hey, you know, what's a guy got to do to get a you know get a dry martini around here, and just like start talking shit to women and basically like try to get your character laid, like. There were so many tutorials when that game first came out of people like, hey, you want to get Shepard to bang this alien chick? Here's how you do it. And you're just like, you guys spent a lot of time doing this, what? man. Like, Why ter- is that a thing? There's a term for it, too. It's basically, it's like like virtual wingman, basically, where your only goal is to make sure that your character gets some ass on a regular basis. And, like, people will, like, will craft entire storylines just so that you can get it on with this one character, but you have to do things very specifically and say and get and do very specific things. So it's like, it's, it's funny to think that people spend this much time on video games, just trying to get laid when they could, you know, I don't know, do it in real life, but no, it's more, I guess it's more fun if it's digital. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you don't have to shower. I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's more fun when it's digital. Yeah. I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I think, I think you missed out on something big time. I think I kind of only have one more as far as video games that I can think of off the top of my head, Um, which I'm not so sure it's terribly so much of a cliffhanger. It's kind of like more of it was super shocking yet kind of a cliffhanger, but Red Dead Redemption. Did anyone play? Oh, shit. Good call. Fucking good call. Yeah, right? Yes. When he gets killed by the soldiers. dicks and like you're you're the you're the kid and it doesn't matter how fast you run or how many people you shoot or how hard you cry you're not bringing your dad back (laughs) you can't save him no matter how you can reset it you can try again you just can't save him and it's just nope you can't (sighs) so yeah i don't know uh i don't know if that's totally so much of a cliffhanger was it was shocking but at the same time you're like but now what (laughs) like yeah, it's like it's like when it, what it's, game just kills off the main character at the end, and you're just like, ta-da, goodbye. And then you're, you're like, playing somebody what, else, what? And, and the game's not over. You're just standing there, like looking yeah. around, like, there's, "Do you want to go? Do you <laughs> like, want to go race some horses?" No, my dad just died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming when I was playing at all. But um, kudos another, off to them. Yeah, absolutely. Another one that I did not see coming at all: Bioshock. When you, oh yeah, so you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you when you like break into Andrew Ryan's room and he's just like, yeah. Hey, by the way, you're a clone of me and you were sent here to kill me. And you're like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> you know, every time he always says, you know, would you kindly? That's a code word so that you have to listen to him. And you're like, son of a mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, that one was that that was that Bioshock's one of my top five easy. Oh. Yeah, and Red Dead Redemption, man, that that was it's like Grand Theft Auto Old West, Kevin. So, all right, yeah, and, and yeah, that's the, yeah, that's what I got of it. I, it seems like I had it, but maybe Kendrick sold it before I, I I played it or something like that. It seems like I had it in my house at some point. <laughs> that's son of a bitch, just selling games. <laughs> you know how uh, yeah children are. I I do I do yeah. 
I remember. I remember when uh, I first started dating Sandy, um, Chelsea and I bonded over playing Lego Star Wars on the 360. So <laughs> that was pretty there sweet. Yeah. And she, I would come home from work. She's like, can we play Lego Star Wars again? Yeah, of course we can. Like, do you even have to ask? Yes. Grab a controller, sister. Let's do this. <laughs> oh. um, so, so what else we got, guys? It seems like we had a way huger list uh, before we, you know, earlier today when we were first talking about this. Um, I D- have Sherlock. Oh, Sherlock is very. Finale? Yeah. The fall. Yeah, yeah, that one was great. Cause so good. Well, yeah. the The best part about that one, though, is like you know he's not dead, and the cliffhanger is like, how the hell did he survive that? <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, is he dead? Because that's a lame cliffhanger. Um, sorry, Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but serious. But. You know, seriously. Or, or who the hell is dead? You know, sorry. Right. Sorry, Walking Dead. Yeah. Ugh, bastards. Yeah. But I just, I love, too, though, when it comes back in the, in the third season, like, the entire first episode is basically going through all the scenarios that every single person who watched the end of the second season, like, came up with in their mind to try and figure it out. And it was basically kind of meta being like poking fun at you like is this what you think happened is this what you think happened guess what nerd you were wrong (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah and that and and that was the weird thing did they ever answer it because it seemed like the very last thing that that sherlock says in that in that episode in that reveal episode the the first one of the the following season or whatever that was um you know the, the last person he's talking to is that was it a detective or was it the leader of his uh, uh, fan club or something? And he's like, okay, all right, club. here's, yeah, here's what, here's what really happened. And he goes through and goes through and goes through. And then the guy was like, really? He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, but that's probably just because Sherlock's a dick. Yeah, yeah. He is kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, also too, um, let's go back to the movie world for just a second here. Um, Kill Bill, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about a cliffhanger, man. She just annihilates, like, the, the crazy 88. She kills Oren Ishii. She kills, um, whatever Vivica A. Fox's character was named. Um, she, you know, she stole the put. She's Black Mamba, and no. she's pissed. Yeah, I want to be motherfucking Black Mamba. Um, she steals the pussy wagon. Um, and then we find out that her kid is still alive. You want to talk about a fucking cliffhanger. Like, that shit was intense. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's funny, too, because it's almost like they had to add that in because originally it was just supposed to be one big-ass movie. Right, and it was just way oversized. But I, I, I love that pair of movies. And here's here's the thing. Um, I, I did not see uh, Kill Bill until they were both available. Oh, really? Yeah, and so I, I did not have that cliffhanger problem with that. I was just like, okay, well, let's put in the other disc. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's just I'm ready. Play. Let's, yeah. 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 I will see. And then that's essentially what happened to me with The Walking Dead. It was like cliffhangers. Nope. Hit next. Yeah. And it was th- that solved that problem real quick. Ooh, let's see. We mentioned. Um, doo, 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 doo. Oh, uh, Brittany thought she was funny. And she was like, Lion King has a literal cliffhanger. LOL. 
Mufasa. Oh, Oh, there's this great internet meme that goes around and talks about the greatest things to say to somebody while you're hugging them. And that's one of them is to, when you hug somebody, is to whisper in their ear, I killed Mufasa. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that all the time now. (laughs) All the time. Or the Lannisters send their regards. Is that one of them? Yes. It seems like it should be. Yeah. It is, yeah. It is one of them. Lannisters send their regards. I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh, I mean, I guess can't wait for that to come back. That isn't that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think so. Ah, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I even have HBO and I don't watch that show. I should probably, but what is whatever. wrong with you? I don't know. I you know what? I might it, it might the rest fill of my life. <laughs> it might fill it might fill the void though because um, I'm almost done with Daredevil. Um, I'm almost yeah, eleven twenty two sixty three is done, and I'm very sad. Because it had such a very sad yet happy ending. It was very bittersweet. And I'm sad that it's done now. And um, OJ, holy shit, OJ's done. Okay, so spoiler alert, OJ Simpson was not guilty. Um, what? So <laughs> Next you're going to tell me the Titanic sank. What the fuck? What? It was just, it's so stupid. And it was such a cheesy spoiler. joke. But it made, me, it made me so happy because, like, I got to put up there, you know, spoiler alert, guys. O.J. Simpson was found not guilty on the people versus O.J. Simpson. And everybody was like, son of a bitch. I didn't even know. Like, why did you tell me? Um, surprisingly enough, that show was really, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it really, like, cast a light on a part of my life. Because I was only, I was like a kid. I was like 12 or 13 when that shit happened. So, like, I wasn't really aware of everything that was going on other than that, like, all of the stuff that essentially became like media fodder, like, you know, gloves, the glove doesn't fit. You must acquit and all that shit. Um, wow. All three of those rhymed. Um, yeah, good job. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, big ups to uh, Johnny Cochran. God rest his soul. Um, but was he dead? Oh yeah. No, he died like in 2006. He had a, had a brain tumor. Oh. Um, but like there was so much that I didn't know about that. And it was, it was really kind of, shocking to see how everything kind of transpired and how yeah oj got off innocent but it fucked his life big time like he he, would assume yeah exactly like he well i mean you would think that like oh he's an innocent man so no everybody had already kind of made their own decisions about him like his big thing was oh i can't wait to go to my country club and play golf and eat dinner his country club kicked him out and wouldn't let him back in like it is yeah i mean his life was was fucked after that and I mean, he ended up losing a shitload of money because of the civil case that the Goldmans filed against him. Uh, he ended up going to, to jail for stealing some shit. Um, it, but it was just really interesting. So if you guys get a chance, uh, check it out. I mean, it's on FX uh, now. If you've got the app, you can watch it for free. Um, but it, it's definitely worth viewing, especially if you remember kind of following this case when it happened in 94 uh, slash 95. Yeah, the um, the one thing that I remember from this uh, that's really bizarre is that they made an announcement about the verdict over the PA system at my elementary school. <laughs> oh God, I was in college. Yeah, I was, yeah well, <laughs> yeah, I was in yeah, middle school. No. I, was in, I was in eighth grade. I remember that too. We actually got to watch it because we were in uh, we were in civics class, so we got to watch it. I was in fourth grade. Wow, fuck, we're old. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was in college. Jesus Christ. Congratulate congratulations. Yeah. Your <laughs> parents banged before mine did? I don't oh, that's a good that's a that's a good uh, 
way to look at it. But if 11.22.63 <laughs> has taught us anything, you could go back in time and bang before, and then, wait, I, I'm, I'm confused. Never mind. I lost it. I had it for a minute. I am a time traveler. <laughs> what's, that, what, what's the one where the guy, the, the time time rider, some, where the guy goes and he's on a motorcycle and he goes back and bangs his own grandmother? He's his own grandfather? That well, I, in future, I, I, in future, I know Rama, there's a song in future Rama. I am my own grandpa. Yeah. No, that's a, there's a it's a movie. It's like an it's, '80s movie, it's, it's and, really? and it's it's some action movie where this guy and he times travels back and and he and then you know that's like the punchline at the end of the movie. Oh shit, that was my grandmother. This sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a Lorenzo Lamas flick. Oh, I, mean, I think he could. Oh, carried that. are you thinking about wait? There that that did kind of happen in Kate and Leopold. No, 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 no. This well, is this is like, this is like some cheesy action. It, it involved a motorcycle a lot. I don't remember what it was called. Well, and and in Futurama, Fry banged his own grandma, and yeah. became his own grandfather. And it basically made it was the explanation for why he was so stupid, because he didn't have a delta wave in his brain. Um, but it was also why it made him the chosen one, and that's why the brain the, the brain beings couldn't attack him because he was too stupid. Um, so, wow. but like, it has one of the best lines ever. He was like the, the, they're telling him that he's the chosen one. He's like, Oh, I'm the chosen one. So everything that I believe when I'm drunk is true. And they're like, yes, except for the Dave Matthews band does not rock. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Time Rider, the adventure of Lyle Swan. What the fuck? Kevin? <laughs> oh sounds, yeah. Oh, Oh, that looks like a really good movie. Who, who oh, was, I saw it in the theater. Who was in that? <laughs> 19... 1982, uh, starring Fred Ward, Peter Coyote, um, Belinda uh, Bauer, music by Michael Nesmith, you know, from the monkeys. Nice. <laughs> and he's one of the writers. Fred Ward. <laughs> fucking Fred Ward, who's been in, like, everything. He's, like, he was in Tremors. He was in everything. Like, Escape from oh. Alcatraz, the right stuff. Uh, yeah, he's been in everything. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was it was it was bad and good and pretty much just mostly bad. Yeah. I like yeah, this, this description. Lyle, a motorcycle champion. What yes. is a motorcycle champion? <laughs> That's my question. What did he uh, you know. did he re- did he receive the motorcycle as an award for being a champion or like, did he? Is he really good at motorcycling? Is that how that works? Like, well, see, the long one yeah. is Lyle Swan. He's a well-known dirt dirt bike motorcycle racer. Oh, he's competing in the Baja One Thousand, a multi-class vehicle cross-country race. He has a reputation for being a great rider, but is plagued by technical problems from the high-tech gadgetry he incorporates. And then he stumbles across a time travel experiment. That utilizes maser velocity acceleration to send objects <laughs> back in time. <laughs> he rides through the field and gets sent back to November 5th, 1877. Uh, must have been not just his grandfather, but some great grandfather or something yeah. like that. The scientists in charge soon realize what has happened, but Swan rides off unaware of what happened to him before he can re return to the present. Um, and then he, yeah, so it's, it's, so it's like a cowboy movie, but he's on a motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> and eventually he gets back to the present, I think. I don't this, remember. This is the quality I that like, I have come to I was to like nine years old, so I don't know. 
This is that is like classic 1982 that's type movie. Su- that's such an 80s movie too. Like that's oh my god. Oh, man. It, it, I just I just imagine too that like everybody and everybody who that movie, my generation has seen that movie. Everybody yeah. who's my age, like we, we every we're, we've all seen that movie. Nobody thought of it, thought anything of it either too, like being like crappy or anything like that. But like oh no. That that was the '80s, man. You could do stuff like that, and everybody was cool with it. It was just like it ends with like a slow motion high five, and then it freezes as they high five <laughs> as the credits roll. But then, like, not only that, you get like the cars playing this, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> or it, this is like the most, the most '80s song ever. Right. It's like, wait, that was my grandma. Yeah, high five, credits roll. Like, yeah, roll credits. Oh my god. Oh my god! I, I just, for some reason, was thinking of Striper, and I forgot they all look like bumblebees. Yeah, it was really that was really terrible. <laughs> oh but, man! Well, I love, I love shitty eighties. I, I guess you don't have to say really terrible when you say Christian metal, right? <laughs> that's that's unnecessary to continue Christ, to, to use that metal. many words. Oh god, <sighs> that's fantastic! Christian hair metal. Yeah, well. The hair makes it more metal. Um, well, just, just Christian sure. rock in general is just fantastic. Like they're, um, they're not really Christian rock, but they don't really curse, and they're very like milk toast. But uh, Lifehouse, I went and saw Lifehouse. Yeah. I went and saw them at Kings Dominion, man. Because like we I, we went to Kings Dominion, and they were like, "Hey, there's a special concert tonight, and Lifehouse is playing. Did you want to add that to your pass for only an extra ten dollars?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I do!" Like, who's gonna pass up seeing Lifehouse? And the answer is like, anybody your with language is sense. inappropriate. I know. Excuse me, sir. You cannot curse around Lifehouse. <laughs> Oh, uh, so uh, anybody else have any have any additional uh, cliffhangers? Kate, do you have any more? Um, no. I mean, nope. I don't think so. I think we've kind you know, of covered I, all the ones. I think I, I I think I can I can give us one more cliffhanger as a as a cliffhanger. Okay. Um, to not tune really. in next week to find tune out. Tune in it next is. week. <laughs> um. You know, the, the, the thing that just came out yesterday on Blu-ray, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. That's true. Um, yeah. that, that has a bit of a cliffhanger, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are not. Uh, uh, Coraline is, is, is uh, downstairs, passed out to it right now. Um, <laughs> in fact, it's probably looping on the, on the opening screen. Um, uh, anyway... Yeah, that is that is. Oh, it's, there was. Oh, hey, can I can I give? I'll I'll make this quick and then we'll go ahead and and end things. There's um, there've been a ton of really cool fan theories about Ray's parentage, where she came from. Um, yeah. my favorite personal is that she is an embodiment of the Force, just like Anakin Skywalker was. She's the she's yeah. the next chosen one, basically. I thought that was really cool. But there was a new one that came out that says that she is the descendant of Emperor Palpatine. I oh, I saw one. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that was really kind of cool. Like, to think that, like, now it's the whole balance of the Force thing. The first one was, like, first Palpatine was really fucking evil. And this one might bring balance to the Force and be good and kill the bad guy? I don't I don't know. Like, it's it's just really... I love that... Okay, so with the... When I, when I was a kid, you couldn't really spoil Star Wars because all the Star Wars movies had come out. So 
there wasn't an internet yet, so we didn't have all these cool fan theories. By the time the internet started coming around, that's when we got the uh, prequels. So we already knew it was going to happen with the prequels. Like, we know that eventually this yeah. little punk-ass kid is going to become Darth Vader. Yeah. There was no surprise in it. This is the first time that I've gotten to experience Star Wars like this, where you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And it's really fucking cool. And, like, I love that everybody is coming up with their own theories and their own ideas and their own plot twists of how they think this fits together with this and this fits together with that. And, like, it, it's just... How, how did you do this shit in the 70s and 80s when there was no internet? Was it just, like, a bunch of nerds sitting around a table talking about this stuff? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what we did in the 80s. We, it was just a bunch of, you know, it was just me and my friends. And, we you know, we would talk about people that have been on this show already, Josh and yeah. Jason. Um, you know, we would go and just, you know, and, and, and throw out ideas about, okay, what's going to happen next? And, of course, you know, by the time... Uh, you know, I knew Josh, you know, all three original movies were out. And so we would talk about, oh, you know, well, we're supposed to get a prequel trilogy and we're supposed to get a sequel trilogy. We're supposed to get one, two and three and we're supposed to get seven, eight and nine. And, uh, you know, and we would talk about this forever. In fact, we would talk, you know, I was still talking about that when I was in college. We were like, hey, where's our fucking... Where's our stuff? It hasn't come come yet. And then finally they said, oh, hey, guess what? Remember how we were saying that we were going to do this? Where we're really doing it. And it you know, came out, whatever that was, 99 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, episode one came out and uh, uh, was, you know, visually stunning, but story-wise underwhelming. And then they just got worse yeah. with two and three. I mean, you know, they had very bright moments. You know, you had, you know view of Kashik, the Wookiee planet. And we had uh, you know, we had, you know, Yoda fighting. You know, that was thrilling for, I mean, for me anyway. About other people, but you know, that was like, whoa my god, Yoda is, you know, flipping around and kicking ass and you know, people were like, Oh, he's not a Muppet anymore. He's CG and so we're sad and I'm like, fuck you, what how how is a Muppet gonna do that? Shut up and let's just let's just do this. I would have and, actually uh, preferred to see the Muppet do it. Like with <laughs> like with those little yes. You, know those, you get you know those, Frank Oz all yeah. coated black and he's flipping around and stuff. <laughs> well, like, more so, like, remember when the Muppets would have to use their arms and you would see the little stick holding the arm up? Like, that's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah. so so the, the final cliffhanger, you know, the, the very last thing that happens in, the, you know, Star Wars The Force Awakens is... Uh, Ray holds out that original Anakin Skywalker lightsaber. He she holds it out to Luke, you know, and he's just standing there going nothing, you know, just looking at it. Did you find a hand attached to that? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he kept staring. He was looking for it. Uh, you, you you forgot something. <laughs> Can you, so, can you go back and look through was, that box it, again? Yeah, yeah, you go look through that box. Go look through that box. Um, but, you know, but what? Yeah, I, I mean, does he take it? So here's my question. That's that's part of the of the cliffhanger to me. Does he take it? Does he give it back to her? Does he take it for a minute and then give it back to her later in the episode? What's going to happen with the lightsaber? How is yeah. that all going to work? Yeah. Uh, you you got to assume that he's, you know, got his own at 
still. You know, he's got his green one. Um, anyway, that's that was that was my thoughts for today. But um, but anyway, hey, that's uh, that's our show. Did, did a little cliffhangers for you, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, uh, uh, we will have some special guests coming on soon. Like I said, we're going to have EJ Scott. We're going to have uh, Chris Notarelli. We're going to have, uh, I think we have John St. John back on again. Sweet. Um, we're going to have, um, uh, who else are we going to have? We're going to have Josh Keaton back on again uh soon uh not exactly sure when but we're gonna we're gonna have a bunch of folks that you have heard of before some voice actors some some folks that you have in in other um ways and uh so it'll be fun it'll be fun and we will have some of our older podcasters rejoining us as well as well as people from other podcasts um so uh so you have coming up yeah a lot of stuff so so there's your cliffhanger yeah um so for everybody at Comics Online, uh, for Mike and Caitlin and Brittany, and for everything geek pop culture, this is Swag a thousand times, swag a thousand times, swag a thousand times. Comics Online? Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. All right. What will happen in the next episode? Will they say bitches? Tune in next week. They will most likely say bitches. Spoilers, we will most likely say bitches. We always say bitches. Have a wonderful week. Bitches. See you next time. Swag a thousand times over. Swag. Disclaimer. Any opinions expressed in this podcast may not represent those of Comics Online, Swag. any participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought Swag. otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less Game of Thrones references Swag. or Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic references. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart Swag. and sexy fans who appreciates foul language, fighting sarcasm, and everything geek pop culture. If you have comments or questions for the Comics Online podcasters, post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. All original material in this podcast is copyright Comics Online 2016. Swag.